0: this is dale jr and you're listening to dirty mo radio
1: regan smith is there there's a little contact in the carousel regan smith to the inside tagliani slips up regan smith comes off of turn number 13 and takes the checkered flag wins the nationwide children's hospital 200 in a last lap pass you're tuned in to junior motorsports Upfront, presented by dale's pale ale the original craft beer in a can Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dales is sold near you today. Now here's your hosts, Regan Smith and Heath White. All right, welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, brought to you by Dales Pale Ale. I am Heath White, and big thanks to MRN Radio for providing us with that stellar broadcast of the final laps of last week's Race at Mid-Ohio. We're in the studio today. It's a very exciting time with us in the studio today. First name. Finally. Other than you. Is last week's Xfinity Series winner at Mid Ohio, Regan
0: Smith. How's it going? More importantly, we've got Jason Burdett well, here. Well, yeah, that we were just Who talking we've about. We've been that. holding out on all year till we got a win to have him on the show, here and is. and finally show him what upfront's all about.
2: Well, I haven't been holding out on winning. <laughs> Fair enough. Just throw that start start with that. Yeah. (laughs) Just throwing that out
0: there. No, the agreement was. I got no comeback to that either. Right now.
1: The agreement was for for the listeners that don't remember is, Regan didn't want to have Jason on until he won his first race this this year with Jason as his crew chief, and y'all did it. So here we are.
2: Yeah, we did it. He's looking at you, (laughs) not me. (coughs) Regan did it. Yeah. Like (laughs) I'm pretty sure Regan will tell you it's a team effort. No, we did. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it it well, was definitely
0: team effort, too. That, uh, you know, I alluded to it in some of the post-race stuff, how much work went into that car just getting it back ready to be at Mid-Ohio considering after what, what happened, happened. Watkins yeah. Line, and everything. And, and you know, you look at the weekend, the car was fast off the truck. It had good speed. Um, we really didn't do too much to it all weekend long. We tried some stuff here and there and, and just uh, – played around with it and uh, it just seemed like it was you know it was uh, uh, one of those cars where you're like I right, you know we, we got something to go out and, and capitalize with and unfortunately we did well let me ask you this if I had told you at the
1: beginning of the year your first win was going to be on a road course would you have believed it do you think that's more well I, to I, you know obviously
2: we hoped we would win long before that right but I, I think you know looking at the past history of how Regan runs and, and stuff at the road courses that it doesn't it isn't surprising that we won a road course for me you know, I'm. I think the part that
0: surprised me was we were so close at so many races this year and had a, a lot of events on the ovals that really thought was going to be the one. There was, you know, five or six races you, that you can look back at and say, man, if this would have gone this way or that would have gone that way, we could have pulled it off, um, and, and, you know, there was there was a couple of those to where I thought it was a sure thing, and, and for whatever reason, you know, rather – one was fuel mileage. One was just a bad final restart. There was, there was a number of different reasons why it hadn't happened yet, but uh, it, does a road course surprise me or us? I don't think so. I, it didn't surprise me. I just didn't anticipate it being that far into the schedule before we got our first one. I think
1: that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, so I guess we got to th- got to talk about the incident here, but before we do that, can we call it an incident?
0: I don't think it was an incident. The pass. What we call it? The, the pass. Yeah. Can we call we it a bump and run? Pa- we can just call it the pass. Okay.
1: The, before we talk about the pass, I want Regan, uh, before the show, we were talking about that last lap, um, the last two laps there leading up to the pass. And I want you to kind of put us in the driver's seat because everyone watching on TV, they, were watch- they had cut to the 9 and the 60 duking it out for I believe it was 4th or 5th position. Um, and you had quickly closed up on Tagliani. The, the broadcast didn't really cover that. So I want you to kind of take us – um, inside the cockpit there What you saw What was going on And how you How you closed that gap
0: Yeah well It, it, it really started The lap before So when we went To the carousel The lap prior um, Coming to get The white flag uh, It was probably Five car lengths back And, and I'll be honest I, I thought we were Probably in trouble At that point I didn't think We were going to Be able to get to him Because he hadn't Really made any mistakes You know he's He's a road racer He's really good at it Hits his marks And, and hits the same points Every lap And I'd watched him For you know The ten laps prior to that After he had gotten by me And kind of knew okay you know these are his strengths these are maybe our strengths and and it wasn't lining up good for me to be able to make a move anywhere Um, I sailed it into the carousel coming to get the white just to see if I could close up and the car stuck really well and I was surprised how well it stuck it kind of caught me off guard so I noticed two things I noticed okay he's not getting through there that great but my car is also pretty good right here in this section which had been consistent with the whole weekend we had been pretty good through the carousel from the start of the weekend on and uh, we came off of the carousel three car lengths back as we got to the start-finish line. That's as close as I'd been in about, you know, the, the three laps prior to that and even the restart prior to that one. And and I said, man, you know, if I can keep it within three, I might be able to try something in one of these braking zones because we were really good in the braking zones. Uh, we went through turn one, and he missed it just a little bit. I saw him slipping and sliding, and at that point I kind of knew, okay, he's watching his mirror now, and, and I put just enough pressure on him that he knows I'm there and that he knows he's going to have to go a little defensive with it adjusted my brakes to what I needed you know for the braking zones as we went down towards turn two the keyhole and I sailed it into turn two. I showed my nose to make them think I was making a move had no intentions of making a move right there purely because it just I didn't think I would be able to complete it at that point point. and uh, When I did that got back up in line closed up to about a, a car length or two off of them and this is where TV was was on the other stuff behind us closed up to that car length or two and we came off of the keyhole, which was a weak spot for me all day. And, and really, the past two years, I've been there. For whatever reason, I've struggled to get off the keyhole like I want to. And, uh, and we came off there, and he slid his rear tires a little bit. I saw that happen. I had two tires in the dirt, but I didn't lose any speed doing it. I just hung half of them, half my left sides in the dirt on the exit. And I came off there about a car length and a half behind them. And, and you know, if I could keep that going to the technical section, I thought, okay, we might, you know, we might have a shot to make a move here somewhere at some point. I contemplated a dive bomb into turn four, uh, which is after the long straightaway, the, probably the heaviest braking zone on the entire racetrack, and uh, a little bit downhill. And I didn't think I could complete it without potentially sending us both off into the gravel trap mm-hmm. uh, as I did it, because I figured as soon as I tried to make the move, he's going to try and block the move, and, and we're both going to be in a bad spot at that point. Uh, so, again, showed the nose just a little bit, but not enough to, to do anything or make the move. And I uh, actually missed the corner. and and lost my front tires just a little bit because of the adjustment I had made to the brakes. Um, But in doing that, it got me close enough to where he went really defensive into the next corner. And as he did that, he started slipping and sliding because he wasn't on the marks that he had been hitting. And that kind of carried all the way through the whole technical back half of the track. And I was able to, um, one of our strengths had been turns nine and 10, uh, which are are really difficult corners there where he got kind of that uphill right-hander that crests the hill and, and everybody seems to be sideways. Well, he got really sideways there. I was able to get to his back bumper and, and just, just touched him a little bit right there. Just say, like, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, you better make sure you know that I'm here. And I think that was just enough to get him to overdrive the entrance to the carousel. So he got through He got through 11 going into the carousel. I think it's 11. Is that 11 going into the carousel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he got through there a little better than I did. I had kind of all day been lifting early and trying to make my gains on exit. Well, he got through there pretty good, opened it up to about a car length, and when he sailed it off into the carousel, Uh, That's the point where he got sideways. He overshot it just a little bit. It looked like maybe the right front hopped a little bit on him uh, in the braking zone and basically had gone up the racetrack and turned left to correct it. That's why when I went up to hit the back bumper just a little bit to see if I could get under him, we both went to the left pretty hard. Uh And I'm like, why are we going this direction? I didn't expect that at all through through touching and, and making this move. And once it went up, it was just enough. I grabbed first gear as soon as we started going up the racetrack, turned to the right, and basically just was able to drive and, and power through and, and get back to the start-finish line. Uh, I forgot to shift a second right there. I was on the rev chip for like five seconds trying to get to the start-finish line because <laughs> I totally forgot yeah. what gear I was in. I just, you know, second nature. You're doing whatever you can to get your car to hook up and go. And, and uh, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't really expect it to work out the way that it did. I figured we'd be side-by-side going through the little kink.
2: In the front yeah, straight.
0: Yeah, and if, if we were able to get it, then great. And if not... Um, but but he ended up higher up on the racetrack than uh, than he wanted to be, and than I expected him to be, and uh, we were able to clear before the before the little kink, and uh, that's pretty cool right there. Yeah, pretty cool. What did you think, Burdette? Because
1: I mean, when they went past the start finish line on the last lap, you were what two car lengths off? About yeah, three, two. So by the time he now. gets back around, I mean, all you you guys are watching TV like we are on the pit box. Am
2: I right? Yeah, no, we were. Y- so by the time he gets when back we, around, when we took the white, I think. You know, you know, we, we thought ah, we're probably too far back to to do anything. Mm. But then, you know, it was uh, as you said on TV. We had we had the monitor behind us, so it's more live. Okay. Um, you know the the, the actual track broadcast. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Big track. screens. Yeah. 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 So we got to watch the last lap, and, and you know we could we could see him getting closer and closer. Well, then, you know, we're watching the, the actual television, and um, they got the twenty two bumper cam. Yeah. Right. So So there's the seven yeah, right in the middle right. of that bumper yeah. cam. It was pretty good because actually it couldn't have been 15 seconds, 20 seconds before, uh, before the last, uh, the carousel. Uh, our engineer, Alan, looks at me and, you know, he says, do you think he'll do it? <laughs> and I was like. We'll find out. And <laughs> it was a, it 52 was a, races has been a long yeah, time. It wasn't 20 <laughs> seconds later, and all you saw was, uh, you know, the purple note. Yeah. Uh, seven it kept getting bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger. Yeah. So, no, I mean, we – I was, you know, at the moment, uh, you know, uh, excitement is, you know, that's all – it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. So, uh it was it was fun. We had a lot of fun. It was a good weekend. It was a solid weekend. Uh, Jason's first
0: win as a crew chief. Uh-huh. First win. Always, that's so always that's that's a big moment. You've, I know you've had a lot of big wins as, as car chief and yeah. different jobs you've been at, but uh, yeah, no, I, that one where you're responsible for that. It yeah, feels a little different. It's,
2: it's definitely different. It, you know, we had we have a great group of guys. So you, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's uh, you know, you're happy for Regan. Mm-hmm. You're happy for everybody. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're happy for yourself, obviously. Uh, Laney being there, when yeah, I turned the around. champion, Laney, yeah. who was on the car. You know, yeah. you turn around, uh, to you're high and everybody, and she's jumping around and is super excited. And, you know, it's like all, all that stuff kind of coming together at once was uh, was pretty amazing it's to, a to be a part of. Yeah, 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 yeah right. You know, I think and that's the one thing you can't lose in all this, is
0: it was the, there was a lot going on this weekend. I'd, I'd spent Thursday up at the Children's Hospital with the kids, with Laney. Um, and knew she was there all day with us on the pit box. And, and uh, you know, she was a special little girl. And, and not just her, but all those kids that were mm-hmm. there have gone Quite through a, a lot. They go through a lot. And, and things that nobody deserves to go through, but in particular, you know, a kid doesn't deserve to go through. And, and you know, you, you put that into there. I, I made a comment somewhere, and I forget who it was with or when it was, but it, the, the furthest thing from my mind was anything other than the win. The most exciting part about a win is when you see your crew guys, you know, and when you see their excitement and, and, you know, you see Jason's excitement. You see everybody that puts so much into these cars getting to the racetrack and, and, you know, the pit crew, I saw all those guys. I was – where we were pitted, I was able to see them jump off the wall as as I crossed the start-finish line, and it's not not often you can see that. You know, a road course is a little different, so you can get a visual of that sometimes. And, uh, you know, sometimes celebrations are like, yeah, we won – Yay, you know, as they jump off the wall. This one had a little more intensity to it. Right. I could see it from where yeah. I sat. There was a little more intensity to it. And, uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of work that's gone into the 7 car and and, and getting it to where it's been this year. And, and uh, you know, obviously Jason's been a huge part of that. Um, but uh, these guys have, you know, it's been – I don't know how many wins there's been at this company since the 7 car had its last one. Well, I mean, our last one was 52 races ago, but – there's probably been eight wins since mm-hmm. then with different drivers. Right. And, uh, Between Chase and Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you take that. I don't want to say you take it personal, but you kind of do at a certain point. And, you know, I know I did. I know the guys on the team do. And, and you know, we want to be the ones out there, you know, going for wins every week. So uh, it meant a lot to me to – to be able to, you know, enjoy that moment with all those guys. Yeah. You broke a 52 race, winless streak. Yeah, that number. Man, that (laughs) number keeps coming up. (laughs) Regan hates hates statistics. (laughs) It's no longer, though. It isn't. No, yeah. Now you've got got a big fat zero start all over again. That is a – you love resetting that number. That's the best number that there is to reset.
1: But here's some stats for you, Regan. I know you hate them. I do hate stats. It was not only your first road course victory, but your fifth of your Xfinity Series career with Junior Motorsports. Also – um, that put that win actually gives you your third on the junior motorsports all-time list.
0: That's behind Kevin that. and Brad now. There they each go. have
1: six, and that you're one win behind. So all you need well, to we do. Well, we got is another goal to exactly. accomplish here in the next few weeks. Right, but yeah, the interesting thing to me, and we're we're gonna get to some audio that that first name's pulled up for us here in just a second. But the interesting to me, thing to me as you take us through that last lap as you did a, a few minutes ago. Is not only are you guys trying to out out each other on the track but you're playing mind games with one another which i think there's there's so many different levels to that you know just trying to get to his bumper just to mess with his head a little bit to let him know that you're there it's like there's a lot going on
0: yeah well I, and i think anybody in the sport drivers or whoever's been in the situations where they know that it can yeah. affect you but it, for whatever reason it affects you more on a road course because there's so many places to, mm-hmm. to make a mistake and to you know where things can go wrong and and you know, uh, hence the reason why I think you're able to close up just a little bit quicker is because of that. And um, I, you know, like I said, I didn't when we came to the white flag. I did not anticipate being close enough until we got to turn two, and I realized, hey, he's slipping and sliding a lot here. All of a sudden, he hadn't done that in the past five laps. Maybe we're going to have a shot at this thing. Yeah, um, but there was a lot of feedback
1: after after the race. Obviously, you had some people saying, "Hey, Regan, it was a racing move. Didn't do anything wrong." Because here's the fact: the fact of the matter is, looking back at Watkins Glen, you got taken out. From what you're running third or second at the time and all the way back to 29. However, this week at mid-Ohio, or last week, um, you know, you put the bumper to him. He moves out of the way. You get him out of the way. He still finishes second. Yeah, I think. So if there's a proper way to do this, (laughs) let me just say this. That's probably the way to do it.
0: You know, I've seen some comments and and a lot of positive comments. And and obviously there's there's Tagliani fans who are pretty frustrated with it. And and I would expect them to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be frustrated, too, in that same situation. Um, the one thing I'll say is for anybody that thinks, oh, why is Regan such a hypocrite? He's fighting after the race one week. and Yeah, that was a word that we heard a lot. And it's okay. This week I don't get that huge difference between the two moves. You know, we got flat out dumped and wrecked, and it, it literally ruined our day. We took a top five day and finished 20th with it because of what took place and what transpired. Um, huge hit on the points, everything else. And, and you know, the, the situation that happened on the last lap there was nothing more than, hey, we're going to finish one, two. I didn't wreck you. I just... You know, had to do what I had to do for my team.
1: Well, let me ask you this, and I've, I've got to ask you this. How would you have reacted
0: in that situation had you been in first, Tiger? The Leone exact and same second? way he did. I'd have been madder than a Hornet. You know, I, I would have been extremely mad. Because you, you can basically see the checkered flag. It doesn't in matter that who you are when that happens. When you're on the, the bad side of it, it's the worst thing ever. When you're on the good side of it, it's the best thing ever. Um, and, and that's just human nature. You know, that's how we all are. And uh, I, I react the same way. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I'll be. Brutally honest, I haven't really read that much or, or looked at that much following it, uh, and just because I haven't. Because it, you know, I know it took place, I know it transpired, I know in my head what transpired, and, and there's no no use in me really right losing any sleep over any of it
1: yeah and uh, yeah burdette i kind of look at this i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this not really question at you but just throw this out there most of the people that were kind of upset with the move are more or less your open wheel fans people that don't always watch nascar that don't really know what goes on on every given week but we'll watch a road course because some of those ringers that were in there um tagliani being one of them but if we're being perfectly honest anyone would have done that if you're within sight of a win if you're Next, If you're up to that bumper in the car in front of you, who's not going to do that? And I think from our standpoint, and I may be a little biased as a junior motorsports employee, but you can't hold yourself to a standard when no one else is going to do the same. Regan can't go out there and be like, I'm not going to move these guys, because if the roles were reversed, I guarantee you someone's going to get into Regan to move them out of the way for the win.
2: Yeah, I, I, if you watch uh, the last five years of, of the Xfinity road races, when all the, when all the open-wheel guys come and race, they they don't have a problem moving people, and they're there for one reason, right? They're there to win um, and take the trophy home, and so, you know, to say, well, Nas- this is why NASCAR's not good because they do this kind of stuff is you know it's crazy because Villeneuve, you know, oh, you I wrote America, yeah, yeah. I had a couple years. I ago? wasn't <laughs> in that race, but I remember watching that yeah. race. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, and you got open wheel guys, I think like Max Papis mm-hmm. that. He, he'd come out. I saw something on Twitter where he was like, it was a race, and that's racing, right? Like, that's that's racing right there. You know, the open wheel guys, they can't run it. They can't bump. They can't move each other. They yeah. can't do that stuff. That's why they don't, because when you do that, you, you destroy point. your car, right. right? It isn't because they they don't want to. I think we've all been
0: raised through the years, too, and the uh, general mentality of a race car driver is on the last lap. You do yeah. what you have to do to win the race. If you're within sight of it, you go out there and it's your job to win the race. That's that is our job, and and these things are hard to win. I mean, let's face it. There's, you know, the, the I'll use the 22 car as an example. They have been so good mm-hmm. all year long. I mean, they have set the, they've set the bar high for everybody else to get to. And and when you have an opportunity to to go out there and, and race hard with the 22, just even being close to them, yeah. you know, is, is a good day, right? And especially when you got somebody. On the road courses, as talented as Tags is, um, just being close to him, you're, you're thinking, okay, we've done everything right today here. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, as hard as they are to win, you got to take the opportunities because you don't. I, I like the way Matt Kenseth approaches things when he says stuff. I, I really got respect for how he handles wins and stuff because he's the first one to say, I don't know when the last one's going to be. You right. know, I'm going to enjoy them all just like they are the last one. You don't know when the last one's going to be. So you got to, you know, you got to take advantage of it. And, and you
1: touched on this earlier too, uh, you got hundreds of some odd guys here at the shop, guys and girls, everyone that puts a lot of time and energy into putting these race cars on the track. Not just the guys that go to the track, but the shop guys as well. And it, it's it would be difficult to come back here to be finishing second that close to a win and look them all in the eye, like you said earlier. You know, that's difficult to do.
0: Yeah, well, and, and take to, you know, add to that, the week that we had leading up to Mid-Ohio, um, the work that had to go into it. I mean, you guys were here at eight o'clock Sunday morning. I know the body shop guys probably worked overnight. Oh yeah. I mean, they were they they literally probably put in a, a straight through the night deal to get that car ready so these guys could work on it Monday morning as soon as they got to the shop. So that you know that just adds a whole another element to it. And uh, you know I, I I mean that when I say that I would not have been able to walk into the shop and look guys in the eye and say hey I you know that was all I had um, had had I not gone for the win right there. It's a little
1: behind-the-scenes um, explanation there. All right, first name. We got some audio here. W- well, let's hear what the boss had to say about uh, about Regan's weekend. We had a lot of people that had a lot of different opinions.
0: I was reading everybody's comments on Twitter. A lot of people thought it was dirty uh, dirty driving. A lot of people thought it was uh, typical stock car racing. And um, I myself have to say that, you know, in the all the decades of stock car racing, that move has been made millions of times and it'll be made millions of times after i don't believe in spinning a guy out i don't believe in putting a guy on the fence uh but if i can move you out of the way uh to win the race and hey you come on second third somewhere in the top five
1: that's just how it goes i'm sorry so that's uh that's Dale Earnhardt jr on your pass yeah, that uh, it's always good when the boss <laughs> agrees with it. That that doesn't hurt things, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'd be playing it if he didn't agree with it. But I mean, th- truth be told, it, it's a racing move. It's something that's like he said. It's always been done in NASCAR. It's always a possibility if you can see the car by in your mirror, like Tagliani could see you. So he had to have known that you know something could have happened in that situation. Yeah,
0: and and I'll, I'll resort to Jason on this because you've been around a lot longer than me. You're what 20 years in this stuff almost now, right? Yeah. And worked on a lot of different teams and I'm sure you've been on the receiving end of it since some places and you've been on the given end of it in some places but I you've probably seen that move more than I could
2: well you you know imagine. you lose more spots that way than you ever gain right like I mean I think that's the, in the end of it all of all of our careers you probably have lost more races getting moved out of the way than you than you win mm-hmm. but that that you know so I you know when you like you said when you get the opportunity you have to you have to take it and go, and, and you know, and win for yourself for everybody, right? Like, mm. and that's why we're there. That's what we do. Yeah, we don't go to
1: tracks to finish second, right? We yeah. don't. Nobody does. No one in that garage does. So, all right. So our friends over at the Dale Jr. Download, Mike Davis and company, have loaned us a couple reaction theater calls. <laughs> we're, we're not experienced <laughs> with reaction theater on this show. This could be good. So first name's going to dial those up here. We're going to play those. And uh, how many do you have? Three. Okay, we've got three. So we'll, we'll listen to them all all three at a time, and then talk about them. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right.
0: Just got done with a celebratory barley pop and celebration of Regan Smith winning that race. But I also got to think how great the commentary has been on Twitter from all the IndyCar drivers calling that move at the end of the race dirty. Are you
2: kidding me? What the f***? That has got to be the lamest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. If you're on a NASCAR road course, or a road course for NASCAR, you're on the last lap, and you don't
0: expect to get hit from behind at some point? Get over yourself, Tagliani. And it wasn't a dirty move or a true bump and run. He basically locked it up going into the corner. Regan
2: just helped him finish his stupid mistake. I'm only calling in just because Dale Jr. told me to call in and voice my opinion. I am stoked that Regan Smith won the race breaking that long winless streak and all that good stuff and doing it for that uh girl from the nationwide children's hospital i think that's really cool but
1: as a proud canadian i am thoroughly <laughs> pissed the f- off that regan smith knocked alex tagliani out of the way but with that being said i'm glad to see regan in victory lane but i think uh regan is probably gonna have another one coming next weekend at road america if Tags is in the car it might get ugly
0: Hey, I want to congratulate regan smith on that awesome
2: victory today it was really cool to see him bring the little girl into victory lane uh, nationwide you got an awesome program over there with the children's hospital alex tagliani or whatever your french canadian
0: name is i got a a quote from you from the great robert duval no son he didn't slam you he didn't bump you he didn't nudge you he rubbed you and son is racing and if you don't like it you can go back to canada because this is america that's right. I'm sick and tired of all these road course ringers coming in trying to steal these wins from the people who work their ass off all season. Dale, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, there you have it. Some very opinionated fans. Reaction Theater is pretty passionate. That's the first time. I've I've heard some of the call ins before, but uh, it's the first time we've done one on air like this.
1: Always entertaining. uh, I wondered if we could get through that without some type of Days of Thunder reference. You know what? No. We couldn't. There's no way. (laughs) You know know
0: that those references are going to come in at some point or another. (laughs) And and you know what? uh, yeah, as i said there's you're going to get emotions from both sides of the spectrum it was good to hear you know the one caller who who obviously had his opinion of it and, and the other callers who had their opinions of it uh, don't mess with those canadians fact, Regan. listen, listen they're, they're passionate i've spent a lot of time in canada i actually spent 2 months one summer racing road racing go karts in canada for 2 full months and uh, and they are passionate i did learn that while i was up there uh, y- you know it's uh, again you get the the passions and opinions from both sides um, I, I guess the cool part is is people watched it people are excited about it you know and and that's the that's what we keep saying about these road course races is they are exciting and uh, you know a lot of, I've seen a lot of comments saying more road races please and, and i don't know I don't know that I disagree with them i and I, I will be the first to say I've been on the wrong end of having a good car on a road course and, and not getting what I thought I should have got out of it more times than not i mean in, in my eight road races now since I've been at jRM I feel like we could have won any of the eight of eight of them, depending on how things played out and, and cycled out, and and this is the first one. So, and I will say this: I mean, the Xfinity Racing series right now is very relevant.
1: I mean, a lot of times we get overshadowed by the Cup series, and rightfully so. That's that's where you know the majority of things happen. However, you got Watkins Glen last week. You know, we're in the news based on what happened after Watkins Glen. This week, it's a bit of a you know turn the table a little bit. You got a feel good story. You know,
0: Regan's you been, know what I didn't realize what. I didn't realize that my happy face looks as much like my mad face as it does. <laughs> I had no idea. I think it was NASCARcasm on Twitter that, that posted that picture. And, yeah. and I saw a few of those pictures get popped up, and actually some people texted them to me. I was like, wow, that is kind of – maybe i got to work on my happy <laughs> and sad faces or something like, here. Regan, are you happy or sad right now? <laughs> now if I send somebody a text and I use an emoji, they won't actually know, is he mad at me or is he happy at me? I right. wonder which it is. So. Yeah. Regan Smith, the enigma.
1: Uh, well, that kind of wraps up a really good weekend for us. Let's just touch on something real quick. Actually, two things. First off, I want to go back to that caller who I don't know who's in the 22 at Road America. We go to Bristol this week. In two weeks, we go, uh, back road racing at Road America up in Wisconsin. I don't know who's scheduled to be in the 22,
0: so that could be interesting, Regan. Yeah, well, I mean, whoever it is, we're going to race him just as hard as we can. And listen, if it's tags and he's behind me on the last lap and I'm leading, I fully know what to expect and I'm fully prepared for it, um, you know, and, and that's that's how this stuff goes. It's a cycle. It goes around, comes around. Uh, you know, you're going to win some that way. You're going to lose some that way, as we've discussed. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, whoever it is, then, you know, I hope they got enough respect to, to make sure it's just done in a manner to where you don't uh, destroy the guy. But uh, we'll see
1: and uh so that that caps a really good weekend for us. So big shout out to taxlayer.com our primary sponsor who obviously um gave up their paint scheme for the children's hospital purple giraffe cupcake
0: cars we're calling it. <laughs> right. Don't uh, forget the diamonds. And that the diamonds. Diamonds. Bedazzles. I, She really Laney really wanted me to have some of that Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll right, come that. up with the word here. <laughs> she really wanted me to have some bedazzled shoes. Uh, for the race and and we weren't quite sure that that would be nascar approved if, mm, I, if I did all that. at least that was my excuse to get right, out of it yeah, but I she had something. she had some glittered up boots on and sparkle stuff I guess she's uh she's big into all that stuff so uh yeah definitely big props to, to tax for letting that happen um the children's hospital that was typically we go there and, and I'm going to touch on this real quick that race for the past three years now we go there and we know what to expect. Now it's kind of become an event of its own with the kids being there with, Mm -hmm. with everything around it and and the meaning that surrounds it. It's got a different feel than a lot of the races that we run. You go to the driver's meeting, you know, you're going to get introduced to all those kids and and they all had their faces on a race car. We were the only car that had a complete paint scheme for them. I think in years past, they've had two or three cars that have had the full paint schemes. We ran it uh, two years ago. Um, Years ago, with the the zebra the car, the, then, pink the pink zebra, zebra car. car pink then, then. Pink zebra, um, yeah. so uh, you know, there's a lot of meaning with that, and and certainly, you know, we can't forget to thank Tax Slayer for for being a big part of that.
1: And it was awesome to see, and um, Lainey enjoyed herself. We know that. We almost debated trying to have her on the show, but we decided we're not that professional yet, so we'll <laughs> we'll leave that we'll leave that up. Come on, Okay, but anyway, so we go from road racing and back to a short track in Bristol, Tennessee. So um this week you're actually going to be in the oscar blues dale's pale ale car so Very that's exciting excited about that this is a big week for dale's pale oh yeah we got harvick back in the 88 and chase is always in the number nine but uh Regan, take us up to bristol here what um obviously you guys have some misfortune last time but it's a kind of a, a new game right now and what, what do we hope to accomplish
0: this week aside from winning yeah we did have <laughs> a little bit of misfortune um you know one of those things that just happens from time to time but uh I, you know, I'll defer to Jason a little bit on this. I felt really good about where we were last time we were there with our car, and, and I think we discussed this morning a few things that uh, that you wanted to adjust on and tweak on, but, uh, you know, I, I'd go there fully prepared to have a shot at winning again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we were we were pretty – we were good uh, the first race. We had a mechanical issue that, that kept us from finishing where we wanted, but uh, um, we had good speed all in practice and in the race um, – you know, this week we got the the Xfinity hundred thousand. Oh, that's true. Dash oh, for cash. Right? Yep. Way
1: to work
0: it in, Jason. Right. I totally we,
1: forgot we about that.
0: that.
2: Yeah, this <laughs> radio thing. You got this under control. <laughs> well, you we, we
1: see where his mind's at. He's like, "There's a hundred grand on the line.
2: Dang it!" <laughs> well, this is it. This is the big one, right? Yeah. So if we can, uh, we can win this one. So it's almost two races in one. It's kind of it goes back to Indy, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, obviously, we weren't uh, fast enough to win that race, but we we had to get ourselves in position to win the the money so mm-hmm.
0: you're gonna have uh you're gonna have quite the challenge there you got blaney who won the last night race there right you got suarez who finished second last time we were there and and ran really well really at well yeah and you got elliot sadler who's won two xfinity races that i know of and i think two one, cup one, one
2: cup race yeah i think one cup race. Right. so
0: naturally yeah. he gets around that place really well and, and has had some some good success there so it's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Of all the ones to this point, this is going to be the toughest one yet to, to go out there and, and accomplish, and they're only going to get tougher, you know, and, and uh, we got to get through this Bristol one and, and do our jobs there and, and, you know, see what happens with that, and then, uh, you know, we'll start thinking about the other stuff after that. I like
1: uh, Jason's analogy, the race within the race. Because yeah. it is. I mean, you got two goals really. You want to beat all those guys. Well, you want to beat everybody first. <laughs> but if you can't do that, you want to make sure that you beat those other guys and get that
2: extra cash money.
0: Yeah, you absolutely do. That's yeah, I, I mean,
2: that's the hard part of it, right? Because you you go there, you try to win the race first, because mm-hmm. then it takes care of everything, right? But, you know, there's going to be a point where maybe uh, maybe we're probably not. You know, we might not win the race. So you gotta, okay, we can't screw up the other part trying to right to do, to do something
0: yeah you, you, you approach it like we did Andy. you know your first goal is to win the race um secondary if, if you get to if you get to a point in that race and, and i i don't think we'll get to that point in that race i think we're going to have a shot to win all night long but if you get to a point where maybe something happens maybe you tear a fender up or or you got a pit an extra time that you don't expect then you got to focus on the next goal and say okay how do we get back to this position at least and and where are those guys running at and uh, and you figure that out whenever that comes
1: kind of adapt
0: Adapt. Yeah, uh, Unscheduled pit stop at Bristol.
1: Trouble. Not, not good. Yeah, yeah that's not trouble. Yeah.
0: It, it, Bristol's going to have a feel of a road race to it the way that the pit strategies work out there. You just don't see anybody pit would tend to go anymore and be able to come back up through the field to win. The tires just, you know, they stay too good too long, and, and the top side is too valuable there, especially in the Xfinity cars. So uh, it's it's got a, a little different feel to these races we've seen lately. You want that track position. And then
1: your buddy Kevin Harvick running the Hunt Brothers car, so that'll be neat. Ben Rhodes has been in the 88 car the past couple weeks. And we didn't even touch on Ben, but real quick, he had a really good race, uh, obviously overshadowed by your win, but he, at one point, ended up in a sand pit, sand trap, and then drove from the back all the way up to the front, ended up with a top 10 finish.
0: Yeah, I I didn't uh, see how his whole day played out. I just saw that he ended up 10th. So uh, I figured after I saw him in that gravel trap at one point that, (laughs) To end up 10th was probably a pretty good performance. Yeah, good job
1: by Ben and the whole 88 crew. All right, so this Friday, August 21st, 7.30 p.m., NBCSN is going to have the Bristol broadcast that's actually going to air on PRN uh,
0: XM Sirius Channel 90 at 7 o'clock. Appreciate Jason. I appreciate you finally, you know, coming on the show. Well,
2: I mean, we've been trying to get you forever yeah, here yeah, and, and, it's been and, too you busy. Know. I'm, all, I'm never <laughs> around on Tuesday. There, that, yeah, that must yeah, be that's it. That's what it is. It's usually, it's usually on the usually golf course. Things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very busy. No, it's no, all we good. Preci-
0: we appreciate <laughs> Jason, Jason joining us and, and, uh, you know, the whole seven team, uh, cool weekend for, for everybody on the car mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, couldn't be happier for the guys on the team and, and for Jason's first win. And, uh, now we just gotta get number two, three, four, five, right. whatever. Now, now we gotta the get the next one. one,
2: yeah. And the rest of them they claim are easy. Like once you get past the first one, I don't
0: think any of them are easy. I'll just throw it <laughs> out there. I mean, you have to have one that's in. been easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: Those last fifty-two, they they've been kind of difficult. Well, let me. Uh, you're probably gonna yell at me for asking this. Are you before? But Jason, you're gonna ask it yeah, anyways. Yeah, but I mean, you're gonna, he's gonna yell at me regardless most right. of the time. So I'm okay with that. Uh, but since Jason's here, are you guys even looking at points at this point?
0: No, I don't think so. I'd say after, and he might have a different answer than I do about this, but I'd say after Watkins Glen, there's really, you know, we went into there and I looked at him and I thought, okay, we're, we clawed back Mm -hmm. into this thing. And then after that, um, all we can do at this point is go out and and focus on finishing as good as we possibly can. I guess the luxury we have is we can roll the dice a little bit go for wins. Uh, we didn't have to really roll the dice on, on Saturday, so to speak. Um, other than fuel mileage was a little bit close for a few minutes there, but, uh, you know, we got the luxury of being able to try stuff, and and if you say, hey, we might win, or we might finish fifth because of this, then then you take those chances and and see what happens.
2: I had to ask. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've I don't, I've never looked at the points. So Re- I, really, he tells me every <laughs> week where we were at. Oh, I
0: don't tell you. I didn't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Alan tells you. There you was didn't. about a ten-week period where I didn't look at them because yeah. they were <laughs> they were getting a little yeah out of hand you know, there for a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah like I. Going into Watkins Glen, that's the worst part. It was going into Watkins Glen, I, I think everybody had kind of started like, "It was probably our jinx, right?" Everybody had started, know, started thinking, "Hey, you know what, man, we're 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 cloned at this. We clawed our way right back into mm-hmm. where we're, we got a shot.
1: Nah, yeah. but but then you turn around this week and you win, and obviously it doesn't really put you right back in points contention. But a few wins will do that.
2: Yeah, no, I
0: you know the thing about wins and and. This can't ever be lost. Is it, it can take – you can have the worst year you've ever had and then string together a couple wins, and all of a sudden it feels like, hey, you know, yeah, it wasn't the best. We wanted to win the points, but it wasn't the worst either. It had, winning, winning, you know, there's no substitution for it. It just feels good. It feels good for everybody, period.
1: And that brings us to Hot Laps presented by K1 Speed. K1 Speed is America's premier indoor go-kart racing center. With 27 locations nationwide, there's Boundary One near you. Visit K1Speed.com today to find a location near you. I want to talk about how Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker James Harrison recently tweeted a picture saying he threw away his son's participation trophy. Caused some kind of uproar. Big, big debate on major networks because of it. I don't get all the fuss though. When I was a kid, I got a participation trophy. It wasn't a demerit on me as an athlete or as a person. I wouldn't say my teammates and I really cared. We could really care less. Um, about getting participation trophies. We really wanted that 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 piece of the net
0: you cut down when you win a championship. That's what we wanted. We wanted the big trophy. So I don't really get all the fuss. I don't really get why giving participation trophies is that big of a deal. Alright. I want to talk about actually one of the principles of K1 Speed. Mr. Boris said. Oh, okay. He's been racing with us the past couple weeks. Good friend of mine. Always enjoy seeing Boris at the racetrack and racing with him more in particular than that. Um, I was really disappointed in Boris this week, the past two weeks. He shaved off the set head. It's, it is much less of a set head than what it should be, and I told him that. I said, Boris, where's all your hair? He's going corporate. You know, he's he's not racing quite as much anymore. He's got his car dealerships and different things like that. So, uh, Boris, grow the set head back, damn it. All right. So,
1: Burda has just told me that the first time in weeks, Regan did not have an epic blow up on the radio. And that's great, but here's why. Because you won. So we understand your frustration when you're not doing well. You want to voice it on the radio. So that's all good. But anyways, that wasn't very good. Uh, secondly, we live in America, first name, and everyone wants handouts. So a participation trophy actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, Regan, what are the said heads going to do? Like, they have a whole – their whole mantra is the said head. So if he shaves it, they're
0: going to have to think of a new name. <coughs> And I guess I gotta clarify—he didn't actually shave it. He's just he trimmed, trimmed it, it down fully. Right, yeah. It. And there was a couple set heads in victory lane. They let the at uh, middle ohio They let the race fans come to victory lane and and hang out with you there. And there was a couple set heads there, and I looked at them, and they're like, "We want a hat. We want a hat." I'm like. You got Boris's hair on. You don't need a hat. You're <laughs> yeah, clearly <where> here <laughs> pulling for
1: him, not me at
0: this point. Plus, where right. are you
1: going to put it? Your hat's not going to fit on that set head. They did try to
0: make him fit, though. But, it, uh, you know, I mean it all in good fun. Boris is a great guy, uh, you know, somebody that really enjoyed being around and has taught me a lot about road racing. I can go to him and ask him anything I want to. And himself and Ron Fellows have always been my two guys. Oh, yeah, They're kind of my go-to guy. guys. And uh, – and Tirades. I don't ever have tirades. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I am the most <laughs> mellow, calm, chill person on the radio that For exists. Sure. I. You know what I like? I like Jason's responses to your little deals. He's just like 10-4. Oh, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <there's, laughs> your voice doesn't you, change. There's nothing you can say. <laughs> you're not gonna say. Uh, and you know right? what? Like, you're you're not right. I did have a tirade this weekend. He did after qualifying. Yes. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna say. I know the- I didn't go through a whole weekend without. <laughs> Making he, a fool the, of myself at some yeah, point. So. Yeah,
2: The car was the worst that's ever been <laughs> in the second round of qualifying, which was amazing that I, because I felt good after we won the race. Right. Did you tell him the text? The te- I got a text from Jason. I was driving to the airport and got a text from him.
0: I didn't reply until I got stopped at the stoplight. But yeah, uh, hey, I got a good text from him. It was I forget how it actually went. It I said, just said
2: uh, I just said for the record, you drove like a <laughs> hole in the second that round. Is, of that is. That was the exact text. <laughs> Hence yep. the reason the car was so bad. Okay, but fair enough you
0: know it was a <laughs> you inter- know what here's the best part though is he lets me have the meltdowns i, w- I mean i was i was being a complete little Girl. son of a gun after qualifying and uh, and just you know not happy. I threw my hat up in the lounge because my hat caused it. So I took it yeah, out on, on my hat. Clearly, the hat. Was was after the, the door way. was shut, nobody hey. saw me do it. I did it in the privacy, my own little five seconds there. Those but, inanimate uh, objects, man. I, t- God, they me. Off. I was, I was <laughs> frustrated. You know, I was frustrated. I thought we had a shot at the pole, and and we didn't get the pole, and and uh, you know, for whatever reason may be. Um, you know, I, I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. You never have to question That's true. what I'm thinking around because I wear my emotion right there.
1: How I mean, it's f- but how fast things change! You're pissed off and qualifying. A few hours later, you're in victory lane. Well, I
0: think part of that you got to channel that too. You know, you got.
1: Where do it, you channel
0: it? I channel it. Where, deep, do, where deep does deep it go? It goes through channel one. <laughs> <of> the
2: radio <video laughs> <button. laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just key up that mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we've talked about this before about how you're in a car by yourself. There's nobody there to yeah. hear you. You know, <laughs> why does? We're just wondering at points, like, why do you have to push the button? Because <laughs> somebody's got to feel whatever
0: you're feeling with you. It doesn't <laughs> t- you're not feeling it if somebody else isn't feeling it with you. It's okay. not the same. Uh-huh. It's not the same. Like, yeah. if Here's the best I story. Y'all talk about whatever these epic blow-ups or whatever, which I don't think they're that bad. I don't think I do anything worse than other guys do, um, but I also don't listen to other guys a lot. Everybody has their moments True. in these race cars. I don't. You can give me 43 guys, and I can give you a clip from all of them of when they've had their moments. But the best part is, is – Nobody knows if there's more that I say when I don't push the button or less. You don't know. (laughs) You can just wonder, like, wow, if he says this when he pushes the button, what's he saying when he doesn't push the button? That's That's a good point. That's a point.
1: And maybe in Regan's mind, if he doesn't actually hit the button, it never actually happens. Like if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, if Regan yells in the car and doesn't key up, did it really happen There is there's a clip
0: there's a clip from a race I think it was 2 years ago we had an in car camera I I know what you're And the go. race got you've seen yeah, it Yeah I've seen it. There's only a couple of us that have seen it I've got the tape because I used the tape to watch my in car the following so, this year This is
1: so Regan before you tell the this race, story this is so Regan The race
0: gets over and I didn't actually push the button on this one but once the motors off you can hear everything plain as day This was a roof cam by the way it wasn't even a cockpit Yeah you could hear everything was I roof. was saying in the car from the roof like it was right there <laughs> so You got to be careful on a road course too cuz we shut the motors off constantly there yeah. you're like Go down the front stretch and be screaming, and somebody hear you from the pits if you're not careful. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna. do We've had some fun
1: today. I can tell because my cheeks hurt from laughing too much. <laughs> it's a little too much exercise. We don't laugh much upstairs in the. Some chipmunk cheeks Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's gonna. That's gonna do it this week. Regan, have fun
0: driving that Dale's payload car this weekend. I'm looking forward to. it. It's gonna to look it. awesome. I am. A good looking paint scheme. Uh, one of my favorites of the season, and, and naturally, uh, you know, we're excited about uh, all our buddies at Dale's and, and Oscar Blues Brewery. They're gonna be there. Yep. Anybody that's in the area for the race? You can stop by Brevard, North Carolina. It's just outside of Asheville. Swing by the brewery. Go see them. They like having visitors there. they got a cool little setup to hang out and, and uh, enjoy some beers. And, and they got food, everything like that. So,
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it this weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you all next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
1: Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dales today.